last session uh, we had uh, the end of the standoff that had been going on outside the house, uh, the Schoenbaum house, that had been used by the dissenters in Bingham, uh, who had tried to gather together to perform their own rituals, their own uh, service in the faith of what they considered to be the abominable heresy of the Reverend Cornfield and his followers. Um, unfortunately, following the assassination of the Reverend Cornfield, their house had come under siege and had actually ended up being set on fire. So Ethan had gone outside on a motorbike with uh, Greg in the sidecar, uh, had torn off his own skin, revealing the glorious scales underneath, and uh, <laughs> all the the Yig worshippers in Bingham had abased themselves before him as some sort of prophet of Yig. Almost upstaging him, Bart had turned up with an army of rattlesnakes. Uh, not an army of rattlesnakes he in any way controlled, but certainly an army of rattlesnakes. And this too had uh, somewhat impressed the people at Bingham, or at least those of an Ophidian disposition. Meanwhile, inside the house, uh, Jane and Charles had been trying to save the people there who were at risk of, of dying from the spreading fire. So Charles had the <laughs> inspired idea, I think, to try to blow out the back wall with a stick of dynamite. Well, thank you, Scott. He didn't waste any time with things like fuses. He just ran up there <laughs> with the stick of dynamite in his hand, stuck it in the fire and watched it go boom. Uh, so, yeah, it blew out the back of the house. It got all these people to safety. That's how we do things like that in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it, uh, yeah, just about killed him. But mercifully, Jane managed to perform first aid on him and he is now, well, he's conscious. Uh, he is still pretty badly battered, however. And uh, Spencer, in the meantime, had been keeping an eye on the whole situation from the roof of a nearby house. And as all this chaos was reaching a crescendo, he noticed a figure walking in towards town from the desert. And it was the very naked form of the apparently late Reverend Cornfield. And that is where we left things. So, just to set the scene again, obviously Spencer is still up on the roof there. Um, I think everyone, all the rest of you, I believe, were out the front of the house, or at least what's what's left of the house, uh, the bits that Charles hasn't blown up. There are still the faithful of Bingham who are gathered round there on the street outside. Uh, in various stages of religious awe at the revelations presented to them by Ethan and by Bart. So, yeah, as I said, we left it with Spencer having spotted the Reverend Cornfield walking towards town. What is Spencer doing with this knowledge? Just before we start, are we going to do a luck refresh? Oh, yes, that is a good point. I'm just very aware that I have three hit points and 27 luck. <laughs> 27 luck, you say? What is it? 28 luck, sorry. It, well, it has been a few sessions since you've had a, a luck refresh, and it would be churlish of me not to offer one when Charles is this close to death. I mean, it would be funny, but churlish. 
but yeah so let's let's go ahead and do this luck refresh so um just to remind you what you have to do is roll against your current luck and ideally you want to fail but even if you pass you still get some Let, let's go around one by one and do this so let's start with charles as obviously he has the most to gain from this okay charles rolled a 72 versus 28 so a fail Okay, so, well, an ordinary player, oh, sorry, an ordinary hero would get 3d10 plus 10, sorry, 2d10 plus 10, but Charles gets 3d10 plus 10 because he's special. He's very special, and he, oh gosh, that's not great. I suppose it's okay, actually, I got 27, so I have literally that, doubled my That is almost, I was about to say, yes. 55. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to Ethan next who I think also possibly needs all the luck he can get. Interestingly enough, Ethan has 78 luck. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It's, and a rolled... <laughs> yeah, it's just his sanity that's taking a battering, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we do a sanity refresh? <laughs> no. The, um, no, we can't. <laughs> I'm going to keep asking. So the I got rolled 52 against uh, 78. So. so you still get a d10 plus 5. Which, given the amount of luck you have, is is still taking you to a decent level. Twelve. That's bad. Not bad at all. Puts me on a very respectable 90 luck. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Then let's move on to Jane. Okay, um, I rolled a 70 against my 80 luck, so I just get the 1d10, I think. Yeah. Yes, 1d10 plus 5, so... Again, if you're already on 80 luck, that's nothing to complain about. <laughs> true, true. Okay, so I get another 10. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, and then let's move on to Bard, who I seem to remember is sitting on a, a similarly large reserve of luck. Yeah, 92. And so if he gets 100 <laughs> luck, does that mean he wins? Is that just game <laughs> over at this point? <laughs> that's the plan. Uh, oh, no. I rolled a 51. My 1d10 plus 5 equals a 6. Oh dear, I'm only on 98 luck. Oh. Oh dear. Oh. <laughs> I think you'll find that uh, all of us would have to have 100 luck for it to break the way that Scott uses luck. It's like, who has the lowest luck? <laughs> you. <laughs> you will roll for yes, everyone. there are many times <laughs> where I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, let's uh, see how Spencer's luck holds up. I roll a two. Okay. Yeah, you, I, I'm oh. assuming you've got more than two points of luck. Uh, probably, yeah. Okay. So uh, why don't you add a d10 plus five to your existing luck then? Uh, I will do that. Indeed. So that gives me eight. Uh, so that brings up my new total. Uh, to uh, 84. Okay, so yeah, you know, Charles is going to be making all the group luck rolls. <laughs> right then. So, as I said, Spencer is lying on the roof of that nearby house and has spotted the Reverend Cornfield. Everyone else is caught up in the rather weird religious fervor that is going on outside the burning house. The people who were in the burning house have since fled off into the darkness and the safety of a new dark age, I imagine. Um, but you know, what what are the rest of you up to? 
My memory is is that myself and Jane are like standing just on the edge of the snakes, cheering Ethan yes. on. <laughs> and um, you were trying to kick away the snakes from me, right? <laughs> yeah. They yes. don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jane's kind of in a bit of a, sh- a state of shock, just generally, really. I think she's kind of not really even taking it in, the fact that there might be a snake trying to bite her ankle right now. She's just like... I, 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 uh, uh. <laughs> Charles just sort of bends down and picks up a rattlesnake and goes, oh, this snake was a bit too close to you. Here you go, Jane, and just like flings it off into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I was sort of trying to power down the scepter, just kind of like... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think... How does yeah, this, this is... work? Well, yeah, as as you are quickly realising, it doesn't really have an off switch. Ah, yes. Uh. Ha. <laughs> huh. Well, I just this, it, I, this, this. You, you, you lot, carry on. I'll just see what I can do about this. Uh. uh thing. Yes. <laughs> And Ethan was there on the sidecar still with Greg, with um, at least half of the people of Bingham paying him very close attention, the half who aren't paying very close attention to the army yeah. of rattlesnakes that has been brought My into My exact them. words were, you will be tested. And the, I mean, judging, I judging by the number of rattlesnakes that they're standing in at the moment, they are really being tested at the moment. <laughs> they are having the fuck tested out of them. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the point we left it on, though, was Spencer having spotted the naked form of the Reverend Cornfield walking... Not not towards all the chaos that you've brought about, but rather past there. He seemed to be walking in from the edge of town, and you reckon from the path you've seen, he's probably heading over towards where the church was. Does he seem to be normal? Does he seem to be complete? Is there any, like, body parts missing or strange holes in him or not that you can see i mean he is quite a distance away from you uh, you've you've made out who he is but short of the fact that he is naked and apparently alive there's there's nothing certainly that stands out to you as unusual i mean those two things are probably unusual enough on their own without overegging the pudding Okay, is there still, like, explosions, gunfire going off? Is there? No, 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 that, that chaos no. has calmed down now. The fire okay. is still smouldering, the explosions have finished, and no one is actively trying to kill anyone else at the moment. All right. I am just going to continue to watch him. How far away is he, exactly? Uh, a couple of hundred yards. <laughs> Well, there's not much I can do other than just continue to observe at the moment. Um, no one really else knows I'm up here. I do. Sure. Do I know <laughs> that, though? Uh, I haven't exactly waved here or anything. Um, actually, I'm trying to recall what I did. I think I just kind of noted that Spencer was there. And yeah. I was just like, what is he doing? Because I did like a really good spot hidden. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It's like my best skill, to be fair. 
Um, yeah, it's one of mine to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think we're little, little buddies now and just like, just like, like, like eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'd still like to keep my presence um, unknown upon this, upon this advantage ground. Yeah, I think um, if Jane had I think Jane would know maybe would have noted if you move or something I don't know maybe I'd have to do another check not sure but I guess yeah maybe I would notice but I wouldn't want to like exactly bring attention to you so. okay well he's a little bit far away um, there's not really much I can do upon this uh, upon this roof um, so yeah I'm just gonna like carefully watch him and make note of where he's going and where he's heading. You said he was heading towards the burnt church, so... Yeah, yeah, he seems to be cutting around the outskirts of town, but the general direction he's heading in seems to be going towards the church. Okay. So I'm just going to hold my supposed whatever action I'm just going to make, but I do make a note of what's going on. Okay, I, because of the fact that there are going to be other houses in the way and he's moving out of the light that has been thrown up by the bits of burning house that have been scattered all over the place, it doesn't take you very long f to actually lose him in the darkness. But, yeah, like I say, you, you've got some idea of the direction in which he was headed. Now, as far as the rest of you go on the ground, yeah, I mean, things are... Well, things are certainly calmer. I, I, the people of Bingham, or at least the ones who are gathered there, are very much, I think, waiting for you, or wait, waiting for some direction from you, because you have brought these divine signs into their their lives. I, certainly, Sheriff Benson and the the people that he was with seemed to be in awe of, well, everything that's happening. So, um, everyone, uh, relax. Um, I'm going to have a quick word here with, uh, with, with, uh, brother Bart and, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, <laughs> so I, I, I'm just sort of walking up to you. I'm like, so do you actually have, um, ah. Any way to get rid of these snakes? Or I'm working on it. Uh, so, so far, I, I can sort of feel their thoughts and they can sort of feel mine. But I can't say that they're particularly cooperative. Just very curious. And hmm. yes, it, it's this scepter, you see. Maybe you should try it. And I sort of th thrust the scepter at him. <laughs> I have 30 power. This is just so everyone knows. I, 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 it, I wasn't intending you to do anything with it. It's, it's more a case. Maybe if I break skin contact, uh, maybe the, the effect yeah. will wear off. Well, I, I, I don't know. So I grab it, and I understand that I'm not supposed to try and make something happen. But I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's, let's see if I can let's see if I can get everything to disperse here. <laughs> yeah, I think I think given your mania, it. It would be implausible that you didn't try something here. So. Oh God! So yeah, <laughs> g g g like, give me a power roll. That is a seventy-nine against thirty. Okay, mm. then yeah, you are you, uh, you, you're holding the the, the, the rod, but yeah, it, it it isn't activating. I mean, maybe it's because it's still 
in the control or whatever passes for control of Bart, or maybe you're just not worthy, or maybe you just don't have the the strength of will to to tame this thing. But whatever it is, yeah, it's just a lump of metal in your hand at the moment. As, as I see Ethan uh, sort of concentrate on the rod. Oi, I said you could hold my shiny rod, not do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have such a tempting rod? No. Wrong voice, wrong voice. <laughs> so, um... Do, do, I, do uh, I still sense my, the, the, the snake's thoughts now that I've handed off the scepter? No, you don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, sensing the thoughts was... Yeah, is perhaps a bit of an overstatement. It was mm. more the fact that you you had the sensation of all these little lives around you. Mm. So, so my awareness mm. of the snake's presence, as it were, uh, hasn't hasn't has gone away. Yes. Do, yeah. do, do they seem to be behaving any differently now that I'm no longer holding it? Not really. No. And there's an added complication now, in that you know while. You know, the two of you are having your little confab. There's, you know, obviously that has distracted the attention, or at least broken the attention, of the townsfolk. And and Sheriff Benson, you know, reaches down into the writhing mass of snakes and pulls up a rattlesnake and says, Yes, as, as, as our prophet said here a moment ago, we are being tested. Brothers, sisters, handle these serpents. Show that you are not afraid. Oh, I, I, I can feel the light. <laughs> I'm going to kneel down and pick up a rattlesnake. I have For been judged sake. worthy. For fuck's sake. You so little shitster. How far away from from Bart and Ethan is Jane right now? Uh, about ten feet. If I go up to them, am I at risk of being a bit bitten? Uh, yeah, you basically walk. It would involve walking through a seething mass of live rattlesnakes. Hmm. Not sure. So I make about what that. you will. So, so as as Jane sort of steps forward, Charles would just sort of put his arm arm behind and go, just use this as a distraction. We need to get away from here. We need to find out what the fuck's going on. I am worthy. I hold the serpent before you. I have been. And... But, but Jane, um, can, could she have heard what they were saying about the scepter or whatever? Oh, yeah. To... Yeah, well, get, get, give me a listen roll to see whether you can make it out because obviously there are outbreaks of religious fervor and the hissing of many snakes that might be drowning it out. Let's say we okay. were. I was whispering, but. Hmm. 80% listen, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, we do. <laughs> are we going to find out you're like some cat goddess's servant with the ears? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to take down the snake people. I got a two. Fuck. Okay, yeah, that is an extreme success. What do your is here? <laughs> <laughs> you're now like Daredevil. You could just put a blindfold over you. I know where everything is. Yeah, you, you start picking up alien signals. <laughs> then, <laughs> then, then, even even with he the two of them, directly. even with the two of them listening, even with all the background noise, somehow you manage to pick out yes, what it is they were saying. Okay, Jane always knows how to pick up on a good story. <laughs> yeah, I guess instead of then trying to walk through the writhing mass of snakes. I don't know, maybe I'm feeling a little echo of some of the things I've experienced and thinking like in terms of the radio broadcast and the things I've seen and feeling weirdly like maybe I'm okay with this, I don't know, oh, 
sort of stuck between hating it and also being really interested in what the hell's gonna happen. Um, and she kind of thinks, well, maybe I could give it a go, I don't know. She's like, oi, pass me that bloody scepter. Give me a go, do it. Uh, perhaps not. Uh, I'm gonna go, but perhaps we should try and get everyone here to go to the reverend's um, old cabin then we might find some clues as to how uh, how this is supposed to actually play out because I don't fucking clue what we're doing a lot of people are going to start handling snakes so I was wondering if maybe we should try to do the whole controlling the snakes thing and Jane's looking pretty adamant (laughs) (laughs) so so do I feel like any sort of um, like reaching out to the scepter attempting to assert my will on it again will have any use no, no. I, the the scepter, as you know, I've suggested before, seems mm. to attract the snakes to you. But beyond that, it's not really helping. I one thing I will mention though is never forget that you do have always have the option to go for some kind of spontaneous use of the Cthulhu Mythos to you know attempt to do some impromptu magical ritual. Uh, so if you wanted to try to, say, get control of an army of snakes by calling upon the power of Yig, you could potentially do that. Of course, you know, it could go horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, I don't... Well, uh... Um... Well, I guess I could try... I mean, it doesn't always go very well, but perhaps... Oh. Yes. Oh. I have an idea. I oh yes, and sort of in my mind the the, the sort of the the magic master the mystical and the the magical forbidden knowledge that I've acquired through my um, connection with my interaction with Tyranish and sort of the things I've picked up watching her perform ritual magic, and I'm sort mm. of piecing together the the most hodgepodge DIY sort of magical <laughs> ritual in my head with very little knowledge but then again I'm so fascinated by the very idea of everything magical I, I simply have to try it now that I've had the thought <laughs> and I just sort of cobble this together in my brain and try and perform this spell that will allow me to command the snakes yes okay well what I will say is if you wanted to use the scepter as a focus for this mm. I will let you have a bonus die because, you know, while it's not inherently giving you any control, it is at least providing some kind of conduit between you and this army of rattlesnakes. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I, you know, it being to hand, it being a sneaky magical thing, hmm. I would use it in the ritual. Ooh. And don't forget your bonus die as well, so roll a d10 as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a 10 on the details. Uh, oh, so that's actually. Uh, well, th- which means it's a zero, so you actually rolled a zero eight. So it's an wow. eight. Wow. <laughs> so that's an eight against 80. That's an extreme success. No, your Cthulhu Mythos is not 80. Oh, Cthulhu Mythos. Ha. Huh. That's an eight against 11. It's still a success. Oof. I have 27 Cthulhu Mythos. This, uh, this no, and this irks Bart to no end, I assure you. <laughs> you will never be the master of mythos magic that Ethan is. 
some some people work hard and some people are just lucky fucker <laughs> or insane <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so uh, tell me tell me about this ritual that you're performing what what does it look like and what is the effect upon all these poor rattlesnakes the effect is fairly simple in their minds they just all suddenly see um oh shit what 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 eat snakes mongoose mongoose no texas <laughs> Mongoose. Mongoose? Mongoose? Mongai. Hawks, maybe, or eagles. The dreaded Mongai have come for yeah, you, hawks. little snake. They suddenly just see uh, in their mind's eye uh, this huge swarm of hawks, and they're each in- individually certain that one is coming straight for them. And they okay. suddenly have... The ones that are being handled I, right now. Suddenly have this... Yeah. I was about to say you, you. So basically, you are putting the fear of Yig into all these rattlesnakes that are surrounding these people, including the ones that are being handled at the moment. Well, I, I didn't say it was a good plan. I just wanted them to go away. <laughs> okay. Um, it's something. Uh, I just, I just thought, I just thought they'd want to run away and hide. I didn't, I don't know anything about snakes, really. I, I, I like the occult. Not, not, I'm not a naturist. <laughs> no. A naturist <laughs> or a naturalist? Ask the reverend. <laughs> uh, well, with all the talk that we had earlier about group luck rolls, this sounds like a really got a good opportunity to have one. <laughs> Coming right up. up, Charles. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I get versus a 55 and 88. Okay. Well, Ooh, the good news... You are. The good news is that Bart has proved himself to be a master of the mystical arts, that he has called upon all these eldritch powers and has put the purest essence of fear into these snakes... The bad news is they are biting the fuck out of the people here. They really are. They, 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 <laughs> there is a lot of rattling. There is a lot of striking. Yeah, plenty of the snakes are scuttling off or, or wriggling off into the darkness. I mean, does this impact house. Greg at all? Just curious. No, I, I, I don't think they can make their way through his armor. No, no, I mean, is Greg influenced by this this thought? Like, does he feel like he's in danger now and he's just... (laughs) Well, I was about to say something about would Greg be frightened of a hawk, but if he pictured it as a night gaunt coming for him, he might be terrified (laughs) after his experience with his legs getting broken. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I think at the least Greg is howling and baying in terror. But the bigger problem is that, yes, yeah, you have all these people, all these devotees of the Reverend and of Yig, who are now getting struck repeatedly by frightened and angry rattlesnakes. Bart, sort of, as all the snakes start slithering away, it worked! It worked! Oh, oh, oh dear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, oh, oh there are people dropping to the ground all over, foaming at the mouths, convulsing, eyes rolling up into their heads. 
I feel like I need a sand roll, even for Bart, that needs a sand roll. Yeah, I, I, I think it needs a sand roll off all of you, actually. And also, I'm assuming, I mean, do, do correct me if I'm wrong, I'm assuming Jane is backing off and staying up on the porch and out of the way of all these frightened and angry snakes. Yeah, I think that after um, she kind of tried to get a bit involved, it was just like, oh God, I just, no, and then started seeing kind of things happening um, with the snakes has started to, to back away quite rapidly. I also, I did roll a luck roll and I got a nine. Uh, it was a sand. So. It's a sand roll that you're making at this. Stage. Oh, sorry. Um, were we doing a group luck roll earlier? Though, oh, yeah, it? but it's just what a group luck roll means is the person in the party who has the lowest luck, ru- uh, <clears throat> who has the lowest luck, rolls oh, for everyone. Okay. I see. Sorry. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, I will roll sanity. One second. I got twenty-seven against nineteen. Okay. Um. I pass with a um, 24 versus my sanity of 43. That's fine, 62 against 67. I mean, I, I figured I'd be loving this, but I'm just going to roll sign anyway. <laughs> I rolled a 23 against 55. And what did Spencer get? I rolled 76 versus 41. Okay, so it's only Spencer and Ethan who have been <laughs> stricken by the horror of the situation. Uh, there, Yeah, there is mass death going on around you, so I'll roll a d6 for the sand loss for each of you. So for Ethan, that is five points of sanity. Uh, okay, so I've gone insane. Uh, oh, always remember, by the way, that you could spend 10 points of luck to actually negate that sand loss if you want to. I mean, I have 90 luck, but that's not going to happen. So I'm on 14 sand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you are indefinitely insane. And um, so what's new? <laughs> <laughs> so Spencer loses three points of sanity, so... You don't have to make a, an intelligence roll or anything at this stage. and Yeah, so Spencer's yeah, not, not losing his shit over this. On the other hand, Ethan, yeah, has taken over a fifth of his sanity in one go, so he is going straight into a bat of madness. Uh, you are indefinitely insane, so until you get some treatment, yeah, you are at the very least going to be... Um... Yeah, got to be on the ropes mentally, and for the time being, for a little while at least, yeah, you are disconnected from reality very, very badly. And I think, yeah, uh, under the circumstances, well, I mean, you you have come to all these people pronouncing yourself to be a prophet, trying to convince themselves that you are some sort of manifestation of Yig. I think at this stage you are drinking the Kool-Aid yourself. You, know, you have, yeah. This isn't just something you're telling them anymore. Yeah, you know, the, the fact that all of this has happened, all of these sacrifices to Yig are happening before you, you know, with with all these these people dying from snake bites. Surely this just means that you know, this is your glory made manifest. These are sacrifices in your name to the Father of Serpents. I can just have my my chin goes up and my head goes back and my eyes roll into my back of my head and my arms open up 
<laughs> and I inhale, <laughs> basking in the glory of all the carnage that is taking place in my name. Ah, <laughs> uh, Ethan. <laughs> I just start walking forward. I don't even hear him. I'm just wading through all of the carnage. I told you that you would be tested, and this is the test. <laughs> Some of you have failed. You are not worthy. <laughs> Clearly, and I, I, I grab someone who's clearly been bitten. They're screaming. They're they're they're, they're struggling with it, with the rattlesnake, and I grab them and I just crush them with insane strength. <laughs> and you just see the, the their 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 head drops lifeless. You are not worthy of Yig, and I just throw them to the side. Those of you who have survived this test, convene, follow me. And I, and I continue to walk down towards um, where the Reverend's house was, going back up the road that way. Yeah, I, th- I think it's safe to say that at this stage, the only people who are standing are the five of you. I, everyone else... Uh, yeah, is I mean, not everyone else has died, but yeah, the rest are at least in agony. Some of them are having convulsions. Some of them are very obviously dead. I, w- w- what are the rest of you doing about the situation? Are you just leaving them to their fates as the snakes begin to slither off into the shadows? Hey, uh, Ethan, buddy. Uh... You seem to be taking the whole snake thing uh, pretty seriously. Uh, do you want to maybe come back here and let's have a chat about it, perhaps? This is not the time for questions, Charles. This is the time to follow. You need to understand your place. Sure. Yeah, I, I get that. Sure. Look, I've got a snake, you know, all hail, Yig. Uh <laughs> You need to be the worthy follower. He's just gone batshit crazy, Jane. I think we're going to have to take him out. Jane is a little farther away, but I mean, she could probably hear you. <laughs> Bart walks over to Charles. Um, do we shoot him now or do we shoot him later? I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, reach down to my case. Well, I've been wanting to use this for a while. By the looks of things, we may need some heavy firepower. Uh, let's, let's just see where he's going. I mean, he seems to have a plan. Hey, Ethan, wait up, buddy. And I'm going to start like tiptoeing my way through all the snakes, trying to <laughs> yeah. tread on it. <laughs> yeah, well, most most of the snakes have now slithered off because you know, the the ones that weren't being handled by people uh, beat a fairly hasty retreat anyway, and the ones that were being handled by people well aren't really now that the people have collapsed on the ground in agony or death. Religion, eh? Nudge back. <laughs> What? Uh, uh, yes. Explain that, atheist. No. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, well, I, I, I suppose we should follow him for, for now. If nothing else, to make sure he doesn't do anything, uh, well, like that again, really. I was going to say madder, but... Well, Where's Spencer, think... anyway? I'm sure he was around here before. Hey, Spencer! So, like, I'm I'm still perched on top of this rooftop, and I kind of stand up a little bit with the rifle held in a, in a hand, and I'm pointing it towards Curran, <laughs> towards Ethan, and um, yes, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> like towards Ethan, and um, 
I call out. Just give me the word. No, don't shoot him. He's he's gone batshit crazy. We need to we need to help him. I lower the rifle, but I'm still holding it in a like a ready position. I've just lowered it. Oh, uh, by the way, I think our friend, uh, the Reverend, has come back from a visit. I'm pretty sure I've seen him in the last ten minutes walk across the desert back towards the burnt church. Curiouser and curiouser. We should probably go in that direction, I suppose. Well, it has all seemed to be happening at the church. Wouldn't want to be late. Well, if it's safe to come down, I'll accompany you. And I kind of, like, start walking back towards the ladder and start climbing down from the building. Oh, okay. Just imagine there's a mass of bodies in just outside this house, right? There's yeah, just... they're... In the street, there's just bodies everywhere. It's like a dying person yeah. grabbing onto Charles's foot and I kick him off and go, No! You re-put your soul! You re-put your soul! Get up! <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't you hear? Didn't you get the memo? You're not worthy. <laughs> like, Jane's thinking she had the rudimentary skills enough just about to help Charles a bit, but just this is completely beyond her. She doesn't have the skills for this. So, um, so she does feel bad. About so what it, is Jane doing? Like what what's what's her body language saying at this point in time? Um, just that she's very torn and very confused. <laughs> she's kind of been a bit like she kind of glazes over a bit and then she kind of snaps back at me again. It's just like, yes, um, uh, yes. <laughs> she's always a bit in a shake state of shock, really. Um, and you're used to. I, I guess Bart would be used to seeing her in different contexts where she's quite kind of suave and yeah charming and so this is a bit weird but I guess she's not really had as much time around all of this bullshit <laughs> um, as you guys have so she's kind of like trying to adjust <laughs> uh, when when you know I, I think Bart would have noticed this at some point you know we're sort of discussing very very casually uh, between certainly Spencer and myself and myself and Charles to a lesser extent as far as familiarity goes but then he notices um Jane, and they'll just sort of ah, yes, I, I I remember the days, and walk over to Jane. Ah, uh, well, dear, uh, yes, I, I understand that was all uh, very disturbing. And you know, so someone just just like two feet behind him. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I assure you, while uh, never necessarily gets any more pleasant, uh, it does get easier to. Uh, carry on, yes? Uh, it, yes. We seem to be heading, every, everything seems to be happening uh, down at the church. Uh, would you mind accompanying us? And I'll just hold out my my arm as if to take her on a stroll around the park or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, she just kind of very slowly agrees and is like, yes, uh, yes, uh, uh, yes. And so, so Bart takes Jane's arm and leads her daintily through the bodies of the dead and the dying. <laughs> Just like old times. I do miss our walks. <laughs> and it sounds like uh, you are forming something of a procession down the street, uh, down towards the church. And, yeah, by the time you get there, yeah, the town is fairly deserted 
I mean, obviously, you know, they, there's the people you left who've been bitten by the snakes. The rest had run off to safety somewhere else. So your walk down to the church is really quite eerily quiet. There's, you know, there's just the wind blowing up and a bit of dust in the air. And you go to the church itself, or up to the church, and that is still a burnt ruin as, as it was earlier. But you can see that there are lights on inside the Reverend's house. Hey, uh, buddy, uh, what happened to your face there, Ethan? I finally unveiled my true form. Sure, look, look. For weeks now, I've been pretending to be something that I'm not, Charles. Sure, yeah. Uh, well, maybe maybe Caduceus get you one of them nice skin mask things. We could cover that right up. Nope. Do, 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 do I notice his hand? No, it's in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer is just keeping a very close eye on um, Ethan as I walk behind. <laughs> Charles, I'm not sure how much my appearance is is really my problem. I think it's other people's problem. It seems you're really kind of embracing the whole snake, you know, yig thing there, you know, profit. Were you not there? It's great, great show you put on for everyone else, but it's just us now, you know. Since Bolivia, we've I've been nothing but on this trajectory. You can't be shocked now. Uh, there's many, many words that's going through my head, but shocked isn't even even one of them. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, shocked, no, not at all. But maybe, uh, yeah, maybe... Maybe just, you know, chill out the whole profit thing. It's just us now, you know, no one else is looking. How else do you explain any of this? I mean, from the snakes coming to the snakes attacking to 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 the Reverend getting shot to, to me make you know, completing my transformation. I think I think I have been chosen. And I and I I dare you to say otherwise. I don't think I don't think that you can really build an argument on how I'm not who I say I am. But, uh, yeah, these are great points, but, but really good points there, Ethan. But! Uh, yes, Charles? I, I assume we're sort of, I don't know, 10, 15 feet behind. Mm. Yeah. Um, Ethan would like to talk to you about some snakes and how he's a god. Just sort of, boy, just sort of, no, you know, sort of does that, I don't know, I'm trying to describe facial expressions. It's really hard. Just sort of nods, like, oh, really? He's bat shit fucking crazy. Um, is Ethan still very much facing forward doing his uh, bad 1950s movie about Jesus walk? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a spot on description. Um, and Bart will just sort of lift up his, his jacket and sort of point and raise his eyebrows interrogatory uh, inter questioningly ra raise his eyebrows pointing at his pistol to Charles um, Charles is going to sort of back away a bit and just go raising his, <laughs> both his hands <laughs> shrug his shoulders so uh, so Ethan are you are you what, what's your plan now where are you, what what are you doing and I'm just going to point at the lights on in in uh, in the Reverend's hut Sure, yeah. Or a house. Uh, funny story. Uh, Spencer just saw the Reverend walk in, walk in this direction. So yeah, lead, lead the way. Charles is sort of backing off back to the rest of the group. 
Are you then heading as a group up to the door of the Reverend's house? Or are you just sending one or two people? What are you actually well, doing? Well, I can here? say for certain that Ethan is just going to walk yeah. straight in. Yeah. Bart certainly is just following to see what the fuck is going on with Ethan and Reverend Cornfield. And just, you know, very much ready to jump either way as far as violence or non-violence goes. I guess Jane's along for the ride. <laughs> just before, if, if Ethan walks straight into the house, Bart just, uh, you know, Pat's, Pat's chains on. Uh, you do have your, your pistol on you, yes? Yes, she's actually already had um, her hand on her pistol. As she saw you just drawing for yours, she's kind of taking a cue from you at this point. Uh, it's like, good. you're probably the person she knows the best here. And it's like quite a bit shocked at this point. It's like, I'll just, yep, okay. If anything <laughs> happens, uh, I think it would be wise to shoot Ethan first. Uh, keep half an eye on Charles, but I think he's he's with us. And after that, <laughs> I, use your best judgment, but uh, suddenly keep shooting until on, only only we are left. Yes? Shall we? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, that sounds good. Uh, oh, sorry, what was that, Bart? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. And, and with that, I mean, Ethan has gone into the house, and it sounds like uh, Jane and Bart are following. So, yeah, as, as Ethan walks in... The Reverend Cornfield is coming out of his bedroom, just finishing doing up his his uh, string tie and adjusting his shirt. And he looks up and gives Ethan a, a big, warm smile. Uh, he says, "Ah, Brother Ethan, wonderful to see you again. Sorry, it's it's been uh, a complicated evening. Have." Uh, how, how is everything? Is uh, are, are the are, are the parishioners still all right? Is uh, I, I I was worried that after what happened earlier there might be violence. Did you manage to keep things under control? I mean, I, I tried. The I tried to stop them from avenging your your death. I mean, I'm actually a little bit in shock that you're still alive. How exactly have you? Were you brought back? Did Yig bring you back? I, I have been restored. Yes, he he has a plan for me, and he has restored me. Well, I tried to, I tried to convince everyone to not go after the people who shot you, and then a whole lot of snakes showed up uh, and were writhing on the ground and. Then they became afraid and they started biting everyone. And that's terrible. I don't think they were worthy. Oh no! You can see the shock on his face, the the tears welling up in his eyes. He he goes over to a chair and sits down heavily. You, you can see. I mean, it just looks like you know, the the weight of the world is pressing down on him. Please, please tell me. Please, please tell me that at least some of some of them are all right. Please, please tell me that Yig spared some of them. Could we be like listening outside the door at this point? Sure. If you want to risk it, and then I'm, <laughs> I, I put my hand on him on on his on his back, and I said, I don't. I don't think anyone survived. Oh, no. I, uh, Ethan, you, you must take me to them. Take me to them now. Maybe maybe there's still something that can be done. 
immediately. Follow me. And yeah, I mean, th- those of you surreptitiously waiting out on the porch, showing you see, oh, you know, Ethan, Ethan leading the Reverend Cornfield, who seems absolutely focused. He doesn't even seem to notice that the rest of you are there, and he's just following Ethan as as fast as he can. So uh, we really lead him back to just this giant mass of corpses. Oh, and and with that, <laughs> I mean, he just falls to his knees, and he ju- just. Uh, he howls in pain, just sobbing, cradling body after body, looking around just to see if there's anyone he can still help. You, you hear him just crying out, praying in you know, in English and Nakao, calling upon the Father of Serpents to pray to to spare these these poor followers, these seekers after his wisdom. And you know, just is it possible that I could tr- attempt a? Uh, um now that I believe myself to be a prophet that I attempt to use some of my exposure to the Cthulhu mythos to try and resurrect and do a mass resurrection of sorts Oh! now that I'm seeing the reverend is in so much pain you certainly can yeah if you want to try um can try. So, your goal here is to try to restore some kind of life to these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some kind. Yes. I'm going to be a necromancer. <clears throat> I mean, I'm going to save them. Give me... <laughs> okay. Uh, then, yeah, this is going to be a Cthulhu Mythos role. This going to take quite a lot out of you in terms of power. Oh, sorry, in terms of magic points. That's 42 against 28. Can I use luck you on that? You certainly can, for, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to use luck to, to make that a success. I thought we couldn't use luck so. on a Cthulhu Mythos roll. Oh, you certainly can, yes. Oh. Ooh. So that's um, 14 luck. Uh, so tell me, I mean, obviously you were calling upon Paravig and, and asking mm-hmm. for this. Tell, tell me what it is exactly that you're asking of Yig at this stage. So I go down on my on my knees, I close my eyes, and I'm sobbing beside the, the reverend. And, and I start scratching at the fabric of my mind, thinking, Yig, please, if you, could, if you could reanimate these people, bring them back to your service. Are you saying this out loud? No, no. And if I am, it's in the call. Anyway, the <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I start sort of um, sort of shaking and, and and like my body is shaking and trembling as I'm as I'm trying to focus all of my energy on this one goal. Okay. Well, first of all, spend two d10 magic points. I'll let you roll that. But what the rest of you see, obviously, is Ethan kneeling down with the Reverend, saying these things in Nikau, um, you know, looking probably more intense and focused than you've ever seen Ethan look before. And and as he... Oh my god, 17. So how many magic points do you have? <laughs> I don't have enough. I think I have six. Basically, all the excess comes off as hit points. So you you take uh, ele- oh, wow, you take okay. eleven hit points of damage. 
so what the rest of you see is yeah yeah that's not half though so i'm okay right but the rest of you see that you know ethan you know as he's doing this i mean his his skin you know seems to be splitting in places there's blood pouring out of his eyes and his mouth spilling upon the ground spilling upon the bodies as he's calling out to yig for for his divine help and with that the bodies on the ground start to writhe and shall we leave it there this session <laughs> yes fantastic <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you all for playing and thank you everyone at home for listening uh, if you want to get in touch with me uh, my name is Jay Trey you can find me on Twitter at HWR Podcast uh, you can find all of us on the podcast discord there's links to that on the show notes um, we have a podcast Facebook page, a podcast Reddit page, um, and you can also contact the podcast directly at howwerollpodcast at gmail.com. Um, Aaron, thank you so much for playing. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, that's okay, Joe. It's been fun. Um, I, you can go ahead and contact me on the uh, usual avenue of the Discord, and uh, uh, I try to be active on there and, and read what people say, so uh, why don't you log on and uh, say hello. It's great to hear from people. Awesome. And, and Ethan, uh, God of Snakes. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing. Uh, how can people find more of your stuff? It's, it's been a blast. Um, if anyone wants to find uh, more of my stuff or just get in contact with me generally, uh, you can find me on Twitter um, uh, at currens underscore lines. That's K-U-R-A-N-S underscore L-I-N-E-S. Um, uh, or on the How We Roll Discord. I'm usually around. If you at me, I will respond. Amazing. And uh, Dave, how can people get in touch with you? I am another denizen of our Discord. Come and join us. It, it really it One has become us. a real hub One of our community. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And uh, thank, again, thank you so much for playing, Camille. How can people find more of your stuff? No worries. Thank you much for having me on the show. Um, you can find me. I am starting to use Discord more now, so that's good. So if you do want to tag me on there, um, I think my name on there is Kamimu at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I've commented a few times. I don't think people can find me. I might make it a bit more accessible. Um, and um, I'm also on Twitter at Camille Bruard. Um, I don't really tweet very often, but yeah, if you want to find me on the social medias, that's probably the best place. Awesome, thank you. And uh, last but by mo- no means least, uh, Scott, thank you so much for GMing us through this. <laughs> I'm, again, very excited to see where it's going to go. Uh, how can people find more of your work? Uh, yes, thank you very much, Joe. Uh, well, if well, if people want to contact me, you can find me slithering around the dark corners of the How We Roll Discord. Alternatively, if you take a look at BlasphemousTomes.com, that is the home of the Good Friends of Jackson Elias podcast, which I do with my good friends Paul Fricker and Matt Sanderson, uh, with whom you know, I, I probably should mention I co-wrote The Two-Headed Serpent. Uh, this chapter that we're playing, for example, is all Paul's work, so you can blame him, because this is clearly entirely what he had planned. <laughs> Uh, so yes if you want to hear us talk about just leaning into what he laid out (laughs) yes fine (laughs) if you want to hear us talk about call of cthulhu horror films weird fiction and other fun stuff come along there and give it a try amazing i'd I'd love to hear paul's reaction to this chapter when it's finally finished (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure he's gonna love every minute of it I, I, I am going to be telling him about this at great length when we meet this weekend. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm gonna say, and then current the idiot. <laughs> <Just> say, <"No." laughs> and thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon with more Call of Cthulhu and more Dungeons and Dragons. If you can't wait that long, uh, the next episodes and more have already been uploaded to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Howie Roll Podcast. For five dollars a month, you get early access to all our shows, and you also get some secret bonus content, including Patreon-only recordings, such as our playthroughs of Space Between with uh, Scott Dawood as Keeper, and Cult Divinity Lost with Craig from Red Noon Roleplay as GM. Uh, absolutely fantastic patreon is also the best way of supporting the show and without your support we actually can't continue to release every week so thank you to all of our patrons thank you so much and we want to say a huge thank you to our newest patrons nicholas dreyer thomas funk romulan rena and josh richter thank you we also want to say a big thank you to battle bards who supplied many of the sound effects and music you've heard in today's episode uh, so please do check out battlebards.com and give them a look um, that is all from us we'll be back very soon as i said with more call of cthulhu and more dungeon dragons so just check it out see you soon bye